What up, Rollers? Thank you for joining us on what is going to be another fantastic episode of the Roots of Life podcast. Just want to take a quick moment, say thank you. If you want to reach out to us or want to check out any of our other material, you can find us at rootsoflifepodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Roots of Life Podcast. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. We also have a patreon page so if you'd like to become a patron you can be you can help us out with a dollar or more a dollar being the minimum getting you at least one bonus episode every month so i mean that's pretty good value within itself but enough of that i'm gonna play some music and then we're gonna come right back into it me and james are gonna bring you another fantastic episode thanks what up everybody thank you for joining us on episode 19 of the roots of life podcast my name is taylor i am one half of the host of the roots of life podcast joined by the only he only does everything james fitzgerald what i kind of fucked that up but that's okay that's okay it's all good yeah i only kind of almost do everything you you do do everything in my mind you're a beautiful soul (laughs) no taylor it's a partnership we do everything together that's why it works so well. <laughs> oh, I love it. How's it going, everybody? Hope you're having a great day today. April 7th. That's not today. That's that's today for you, but not for us. Anyways, let's go on. Continue on. So last week, we spoke about self-care. And while we were doing that, we realized we needed to work on our own self-care. Because we felt we were struggling a little bit with the podcast and working everything in our lives together in a way that worked for us. And we kind of realized that we were starting to burn out a little bit. So today we wanted to talk about what burnout is and how it can be avoided and some of our ways we've been doing it and what we've had to, what we've been going through. And no, we are not talking about doing burnouts in an open parking lot smoking out your tires in your car <laughs> or, it, or just being a burnout that'd be really fun though actually we, we should we should consider doing that sometime the smoking tires yeah or just getting burned out like smoking oh. a fat joint or something yeah i mean either way it's, it's probably a good time yeah either one i'm, I'm easy it's okay <laughs> we all know you're easy taylor we all know whoa that was dirty <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding so Yes, as you said, Jimmy, we talked about self-love and self-care. And now I read something particular that I I instantly put, like, I related to it when I read it the other week. It said that the average podcast only gets to about episode 20 before uh, people stop creating them or they give up on them for whatever reason. And being that this is episode 19... We are coming very close to that 20 episode mark. So first off, I want to say thank you to everybody who has been with us on this journey and listening to the Roots of Life podcast because you're the best and we appreciate you and we thank you. So, but that made me concerned It because mm-hmm. it was like I, I had felt internally like it like we had we had discussed that we were 
having a bit of a hard time finding the time and making the time to come together to do it. And, you know, um, we were still doing all the work necessary, but we weren't, I guess, necessarily doing it uh, together as much. You know, we, we just kind of we knew our tasks and we were taking upon ourselves to do them and make sure they got done. Uh, mind you, like I didn't do certain things that I needed to do. And I think you kind of kept your end on it, to be honest. I, I, I slacked a a bit like here and there was, yeah i didn't do everything like the, i didn't do everything well i just i just made sure it like it was there but it wasn't always what i wanted it to be just because i didn't have the time or i just didn't feel like i could actually get it to where i wanted it and so with that in mind i was like we need to make sure we get past this 20 episode mark like how how do we reignite that flame how do we prevent ourselves from burning out and giving up at the 20 episode mark. So we started talking about it. And this became the idea and the inspiration for the episode that we're going to bring to you today. Yeah, we just thought, hey, we're going through this. Why don't we share it with everyone? Um, everyone goes through this kind of thing. It can be with that, be with work, uh, relationships even. If, they're, if there's too much going on, too strong, sometimes they just burn out. Everything kind of comes to an end here and there. But... There are ways and strategies to prevent it from happening if you would like to keep things going. Because we're all in this for the long game. You know, you've got, say, 80 years, 100 years. You don't want to be fighting for the first 20 and then giving up, right? Like, you got to think, like, what can I do to, you know, go through the next 30 years strong or the next 40 or 50 years and feel good about it and feel energized and, you know, strong like an ox, couple definitions for burnout. We looked up the definition of burnout. And no, it is not smoking out your wheels in a parking lot with a fast car. <laughs> uh, one of the two definitions of a burnout is a state of physical, emotional, and mental exhaustion caused by long-term involvement in emotionally demanding situations. I feel like that's like a really good explanation of burnout. It, yeah, it kind of covers absolutely. everything. It covers work, social life, um, relationships, uh, just just everything you'd have to do in your life. It covers it because I, I feel burnout can happen anywhere in any part of your life, not just at work where um, people talk about occupational burnout, which is like a, a big problem for a lot of people. If you had to explain to someone, like, what does it feel like to be to feel burned out? So I'd explain it kind of as... You start to you start to lack motivation for even even wanting to go to work to start with, because um, we all know like that first job you have you kind of have that like that anxious like excitement to go and you start working and you're always kind of excited to be there for at least the first week and then you kind of get into the groove and you know what you got to do and you kind of just want to like prove yourself be that guy that's like awesome at what you do so you keep your job because it sucks that first like. 30 days or three months, whatever it is where you're on probation period where they can just be like, Oh, sorry, you're not working out. So you got to be like the best employee ever. And then, then you start to burn out a little bit, get to that point where you're like, Oh man, I got to go to work again. And maybe you don't do the tasks as well as you should have, or you start to neglect certain tasks um, and you maybe start to withdraw a little bit from work, maybe withdraw a little bit from coworkers. 
you start to just do the work and not talk to the coworkers as much and then leave right away when you're done. Um, and then, or maybe you're doing the bare minimum. Yeah. The bare minimum of the workload you need. And, and then it becomes maybe that you are physically and emotionally drained. You just, you can't really cope with it anymore. And that's, that's like the, there's like extreme burnout where it gets to the point where, where people are stuck in a job for whatever life situations they have. And it can end up being like these people work so hard all week long and that's all they end up doing. And they get so physically and emotionally drained that there are, there have been like actual physical collapses where people actually need like medical attention. And there's also suicidal ideation at this point um, where people either, Either th- usually just think about committing suicide, but there have been, from what I've read, a few cases where people have committed suicide due to work overload and things like that. I couldn't even imagine like the like the struggle. I mean, to get to that point, like you have to go through some. Pr- you have to be, I guess, headed. Like you must feel like pretty, quote unquote, burned out to really like think about like harming yourself Mm -hmm. i know when i was doing uh psychology um at school one of the things that i thought was really interesting was we learned that a way like there's there's occupational therapy uh which is there's it's like a psychologist that kind of works for a company or or works with a company to help them make their work um, their company work better for the employees. So for example, Google does a great job. They have like awesome slides and play areas and like nap chambers and all this cool stuff where employees can just like, they're like, I need a minute. I need a, I need something fun. I need to do this or whatever it is. And they can go do that and then get back to their work. Um, so that's what occupational therapists do is stuff like that. And uh, sorry, I got distracted. My phone just Googled for me. Um, <laughs> it heard me say google it's listening <laughs> that's actually kind of creepy a little bit a little bit they're listening at all times yeah so one of the things i heard i read was that one of the best ways to help prevent occupational burnout or one of the things that can happen at work is having giving employees choices and and basically like the idea that they can choose how their work is done and in what way and help the, and use the employees as basically a, um, what would you call it? A, yeah. You use the employees to get information on how they would like to do the work or what they would like to see happen with the company so that they feel that they have an input so that they're not just like a worker bee doing the menial tasks that need to be done. I think that's giving the employee like a sense of empowerment, that's, right? Yeah, exactly. Those are the words I'm looking for. My brain's not quite firing right now. That's all good. We're gonna get it fired. We're gonna like get get, get get the brains fired on firing on all sil- cylinders. Exactly. I love it. Cool. So we have a couple causes of burnout. <laughs> These are mostly for I would say in the workplace, but some causes that. Can ha- that can result in you becoming burnt out um, are having unclear goals or job expectations. 
I mean, that could also be for personal relationships. If you're if you're unclear as to whether this person likes you or not, and you're pulling out all your all the best moves you got, and you're putting all of this emotion into trying to get this person or be the best you can be for this person, and you're not sure where it's going to go or the expectations they have of you, then I guess that could work as well. Um, working with dysfunctional organization or a dysfunctional team. Um, to be honest, I think that was one of our problems. We kind of got to a point where we knew what we needed to do. So we were both working on it, but we didn't organize it to a point where we both like would talk about things and have things planned ahead of time. We would just like, we would just go off when we knew we needed to do something. Which isn't, the best way to do it like we, we weren't communicating mm-hmm. properly right and then you know and then eventually you know you end up like veering down the wrong path and people aren't talking and you don't know who's doing what and uh and then and then not saying that i felt resentment or anything but like you might feel start to feel resentment or somebody might start to feel resentment in that situation towards other people uh you know, creating this, like, just, like, negative bubble around the scenario mm-hmm. and the situation, right? Because, and that's just going to, like, you know, in, if I don't want to, like, work with you, then why, like, I'm, then why do I want to talk to you? And I'm just, like, I'm not going to feel motivated to work on everything. And, you know, like, it's just not going to work. Exactly. You, you have to have good communication, good teamwork, and kind of have to have everybody in the know it doesn't work for for it to be you only know if you need to know kind of thing you have to have everyone understand what's going on where the project is going and what's happening group chats are a great one i love group every, chats. everybody sees it everybody knows you know everybody's like as you said in the know mm-hmm. everybody has a sense of what's going on within the project or with within the workplace I find in group chats though, there's always like one lurker that uh, that reads everything but never replies to anything. I always find that really funny. Maybe he just doesn't have anything to say. That's true. Maybe. So a couple other causes: um, excessive workload, um, which is pretty uh, self-explanatory. You just have way too much to do. So it's really hard under that weight to actually be motivated to keep doing more things because you just you don't know if you're ever going to make it through anyways. Now, I think sometimes you have to kind of uh, think about whether there is actually an excessive workload or if that's just what you think of it as. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think sometimes like depending on the person and like your skill set and just how familiar you are with it, it it's going to be easier at times than others. And, you know, I think if you're like stress levels are high, then it might seem like a bigger workload than it is. So sometimes you have to put that into perspective, I think. Yeah. I mean, in school, I'd always like look at the syllabus and be like, okay, cool. I map out all when all my stuff needs to be done for classes and be like, awesome. I can get all of this done. It's, there's not much to do. And then I procrastinate and procrastinate. And then by the time it gets down to it, I got to do it all on the same day. And at that point, it's an excessive workload because it's all of this stuff on one day. But I had the time. I could have done it. And it would have been stress-free and easy. 
you created that workload exactly. yourself. Yeah, that in that scenario, like if you, uh, like a lot of us go through those like transitional phases in life. Like if you quit a job and you get a new one, or like if you got fired from a job, and we're so quick to point the finger at somebody else. And sometimes you have to like really like look inward and like self evaluate. Like, did I do my job? Like, could I have done better? You know, and that's one of those things. It's like, well, you may weigh it down on yourself. Like, this is a lot of work. But sometimes, like, you know, if you plan your time right, like, is that workload, uh, do you have the time to do it? Or are you creating, like, this overshadowing, like, lurking scenario of work Yeah, for yourself, you know? Definitely. Continue on, there's... Lacking recognition for your work is another one. So I know both of us, we try and do a good job of recognizing each other for the work we do. And we have some fabulous people out there that recognize us for what we do. And we try and recognize everyone else as well. We, we have artist recognition as part of our platform. We try to recognize people for the work they do. And that's, that's one of the big things that we try to help people with and create our community around. I'm pretty sure... At least once per episode, one of us will tell the other that we think they're beautiful. Yeah. We're saying it, like, kind of in a joking manner, but, like, we're pretty serious. It's just, like, you're a beautiful person. Like, I appreciate you. And, like, just that little bit of, like, support, like, recognition for the things we do. Like, when one of us, like, accomplishes something or, like, hey, like, I did this. Like, this is ready to go for next week or whatever. And then the other person is just like, you're a beautiful person. Yeah. And it's like, thank you. Like, I put a lot of work into that, and I'm grateful that you're recognizing it. Exactly. I know. There's there's kind of a reason why my girlfriend jokes about us being gay sometimes. Because, like, honestly, if you if you didn't understand the context of how we speak to each other, and you read our texts, you'd, you'd probably get that. Like, you'd be like, well, these guys are kind of kind of gay for each other but no we just appreciate that the other one's doing work and getting things done and helping out with this project and whatever else they got going on in life i think it's good to be recognized like you appreciate when other people recognize you and i think that in turn like if you if you express your appreciation to other people then that'll come back to you i think right Mm because like if I never said it to you, Jimmy, would you ever say it to me? And if you never said it to me, would I ever say it to you? Like, I think if one of us stopped saying it, the other person would slowly but surely stop saying yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So I, th- so I think that if, if you are noticing that, like, you're feeling underappreciated and you're feeling undervalued, then make it a point to say to somebody else, like, thank you for doing that, or I appreciate your work. And then hopefully... It may take some time, but when you acknowledge other people, they will begin to acknowledge you. Unless they're just really not into it. Just but mean I think I think generally, right? Yeah. Like people like that feeling. People want to be noticed and people want to be appreciated. And so if you can do that for somebody else, then they are very likely to return the favor. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So All right. Next one. So the last thing that we have on this little list here is doing work that's monotonous. So I know I used to do construction and basically my job was to dig holes. 
And some days my job was to dig holes and then fill them back in because they had nothing else for me to do. That sounds horrible. Yes, it was awful (laughs) and boring and just sucked. But they were like, well, we need you here for like at two o'clock when these things come in so you can carry them over there. But until then, just dig a hole and then fill it in and then dig another hole and fill it in and then clean up the job site if there's anything. And once you've done that, dig another hole. Like, and after a while, you just get so bored and you just like, it's, it's low stimulation work. You don't want to do it anymore. And if that's all your job is, that's got to suck. Like, it's it's going to start to take a toll hurt. on you over time. Yeah. You're going to go to work five days a week. And after week four, you're going to be like, damn it. I've built eight holes or I've dug eight holes. And these holes like aren't even here to like notice like my hard work. Yeah. You know, like or like there's they're not there for somebody else to notice your hard work. I think that's part of why I like creative avenues and like creative things is because i at the end of it like i've built something whether it be like a song or a painting or a drawing and it's like i have something to show for it yeah that would weigh me down as if i was just like digging a hole just to fill it in i'd go mental because there's like nothing to show for it and like that is something that i like like i my dad being a a carpenter he he used to say he was like that was why he liked doing carpentry was because at the end of the project like he had something to show for his labor yeah that was earlier on when i was doing like labor work for uh, a construction company later on they did let like i did start doing other stuff for them just because i'd worked for them for so long i learned how to do things and by the end of it you're like oh cool i actually helped build this house i didn't just like clean up so yeah 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 there's like skyscraper like i helped build a like a apartment condo building downtown vancouver a few years back when i was still in that same field Mm -hmm. and now every time i drive by it i'm like i helped build that thing and it's like 38 floors high nice yeah there's a couple um like million dollar houses that are all run by like an ipad basically that i helped like build structurally and i'm just like i'm like that house is like leading edge technology and like i helped i just feel awesome about it but you are such a badass i mean i didn't do any of the cool part i just put structurally (laughs) nobody needs to know don't tell (laughs) anyways awesome so that is burning out that is some of the things that can cause you to burn out and we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come back And then we're going to talk about ways to prevent burning out, which I kind of already touched on a little bit because I just got really excited and I was like wanting to talk about it. And it was all I could think about to say at the moment. But nonetheless, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it some more. So stay tuned. In dealing with those who are undergoing great suffering, if you feel burnout setting in, if you feel demoralized and exhausted, It is best for the sake of everyone to withdraw and restore yourself. The point is to have a long-term perspective. It's that special time of day where I get to ask you one special question, Jimmy. What's that special question? I want to know what tickles your fancy. What tickles your fancy? Tickles your fancy. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> that might be copyright. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> um, well, I wrote this one because I just did two 24-hour shifts back-to-back. So I was 48 hours straight away from home. So I like sleeping in your own bed. Mm, it's like the yeah. best feeling when you can come home and just lay down in your own bed and you're not in like a really hard with work bed with a straw pillow. It's not actually made of straw, now, but it feels like it. Is it safe for me and all the listeners to assume that this is sleeping in your own bed after not sleeping in your own bed? Yeah, of course. That's the only way you'd really appreciate it. That's what I mean. Is you, that like the absence has the to be absence there? The absence kind of has to be there. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what we'll call it: sleeping in your own bed after not sleeping in your own bed. But I think God, that's a good choice of words, right? That's good. I like that. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. I, well done. I just sir. went through. I just went through the same thing. My brother was here. My teenage brother is on spring break right now, and he came over. Uh, from our hometown, where he still lives with my mother, and stayed with me for a few days. And of course, me being such a gentleman, I gave him my bed, and I slept on the couch for three nights? Was it the death couch? No, it was not the <laughs> not death the couch, because the, the death couch is way too small for me to sleep you on. You can't fall asleep in the death couch, you die. No, because you, yeah, you die, you don't wake up. So, uh, just so everybody understands, there I have one of my two couches we call the death couch. And that's because as you sit on this couch, you slowly but surely, like, sink into it. And then before you notice it, like, next thing you know, it's a half an hour later and your back is killing you because you can't, like, sit straight on it and you can't hold your posture. Mm-hmm. And you, quote unquote, feel like death. Yeah, I'm pretty sure at one point, like, I slid pretty much off of it to the point where, like, just my upper back was still on it, which was surprising. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how I'm still, like, here. Yeah, but. I think, I remember some, I forget who, but I think somebody was gonna, about to fall asleep on it. Like, somebody was, like, closing their eyes on it, and me and the roommate were like, no, you can't fall asleep on this couch because it is the death couch. And if you fall asleep on the death couch, you don't wake up because mm-hmm. you, you die. Because you're on the death couch. Don't get died. So, yeah, don't get died. It's like number one rule, right? Yeah. So, it's basically the the rule we live our life by. <laughs> don't get died and do fun things. <laughs> I think there's like there's like three rules, right? First rule, don't get died. Second rule, fuck lids. Shout out. Fuck lids. Shout out. <laughs> you know who you are. Uh, third rule, safety. Safety comes third. Always. Safety. Safety third, people. Don't be silly. Just kidding. But anyways, Taylor, what tickles your fancy? Now, I know there's some people who don't like this person, but I love this person. Well, those people are wrong. He's tall. He's tall. He's handsome. He's funny. He's everything you want in a man. His (laughs) name is Will Ferrell. (laughs) I love Will Ferrell movies. Will Ferrell movies are like my favorite. Almost every Will Ferrell movie that I've seen, I'm like, fuck, this movie's good. Mm-hmm. And some of his movies are like some of my favorite movies. And I go back and I've like rewatched them like a hundred times. That's 
We were just talking about Talladega very hy- Nights the other hyperbolic, day. but we we both just watched. Yeah, that. yeah, we did. Yeah, I told I I showed my girlfriend that movie, like, and she had never seen it. It's weird because there's four years between me and my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and so we like grew up on completely different movies, you know, and also her being a girl compared to me like an older male we just have like we had a different interest in movies at the young age and then like i don't know like her brothers are my age so i mean i'm surprised that she didn't like see more of the same movies as me but then yeah so i get to show her all these movies that i'm like super hyped on and then she like laughs and i'm like happy that she actually enjoys them that i'm not making my girlfriend watch these movies that she hates <laughs> that's fair so yeah it's always a good feeling but uh i yeah i always feel like she enjoys them so that's good but yeah will ferrell movies have you seen get hard have with kevin hart yeah it's fantastic so good i just watched it and i loved it Absolutely. i laughed so hard yeah I just like me and the girlfriend watched me and the girlfriend old school. Oh yeah. That's a like, good one. like two weeks ago. And that's a great movie. Like you're my boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's like, just like trademark or what? You're like, God oh, damn. Yeah, that's good. Anyways, topic two on the roots of life podcast, episode 19, how to avoid burnout. Now, Everybody knows that certain things can take a toll on your life. Mm -hmm. You can start to feel kind of fatigued. You know, you don't feel appreciated. You start to feel worn down. And you got to... What we're going to do is explain ways to try and avoid getting to that point. Because we're in it for the long game. Like, that's... it. Like, we're here for many, many years, and you don't want to live your life in a way that is going to wear you down in five or ten years, because you still got another 40 or 50 to go. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Jimmy, what is one way for people to avoid getting burned out? I think the biggest one. We spoke about this last episode. The biggest one is to cut down on the amount of work you have. If you feel you're overloaded and you're burning out because of it, start to say no. Don't say yes to everything. Cut down on those like emotionally um, draining things you that you do. For example, sometimes you have to say no to the to your friends because the those can be emotional, emotionally difficult situations. Yes, it it maybe that emotion is happy and joy and enthusiasm all of those things but you're expending all of that energy so it can be draining you just gotta say yeah yeah you gotta be careful when like taking in all this stuff into your life every day right because um some somebody explained it to me once in a way that they said you know think of your life as a closet you've got this closet and the closet only has so much space And as you start to put stuff in there, the closet just starts to get more and more full. And then as it becomes more full, like the, just the weight gets heavier and heavier. So something that you can practice in terms of like saying no to avoid, like to avoid taking on like this, uh, you know, mass amount of work is every time you try taking something on, try getting rid of something. 
So that way you're not just adding, like you're keeping everything kind of at a certain level that is manageable for you and your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Got to have that balance, that moderation. Yeah. So if, if your goal is to start a podcast, like maybe you need to cut down on your, uh, you know, physical exercise, maybe like maybe you need to take two days out of the week. Like if you exercise five days a week, maybe you need to exercise three days a week to make time for your podcast. That's just one example that I'm kind of throwing out there, you know, but you need to uh, not just add stuff on all the time. And that's something I'm guilty for. Like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I just honestly like take on, I just like always want to try and accomplish more and feel like there's always more to do, but you have to realize like there's only so many hours in a day. I'm definitely guilty of that too. My final semester of university, I had three jobs and school just because I wanted to do more things. That's insane. (laughs) How did you even find time to study? I didn't sleep. That's a good one. Just cut out sleep. Get that balance. Don't do that. You should get seven hours of sleep a night. Yeah, It's better for you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So another way to avoid burnout is to take that time for yourself every day make a ritual of it you know or like take just take that time every day like if you like if you exercise every day then make sure you're doing that because that is something that's going to keep you motivated and it's going to keep you happy and you know or if you like to draw like seriously take that half an hour a day to sit down and draw something because you know it's just doing those little things that you enjoy and like to make a habit out of that like kind of keep your endorphins running is like gonna like just keep your uh state of mind at a high energy and you know vibrating at a high frequency and it's just gonna like overall make your life a lot easier definitely and i mean it doesn't have to be a long time it can be just half an hour or even 15 minutes if it's if it feels satisfactory to you it doesn't have to be your whole day you don't have to take a day out of your week to, to make yourself feel better. You can do it every day, just a small amount. I think that's something that a lot of people get twisted is, you know, if they want to try something new or they like don't, they, they always think they need like this like large chunk of time. Like, oh, you need an hour, you need two hours, but you can get a lot done in 15 to 30 minutes. And so just even if you have that little bit of time, like to take that time for yourself is, I think, huge. And so don't think that you need like two hours or an hour to go, you know, do this little thing that you enjoy. Like even if you're just sitting down for, you know, 15, 20 minutes and you're just like drawing or coloring or playing an instrument or whatever, like whatever it is that, you know, gets you off, like do that and just do do it for like the amount of time that you have. I'm sorry. Shut up, Jimmy. We're not making sexual jokes right now. I'm sorry. It just, I, it just hit me. I couldn't help it. <laughs> um, What's another way to avoid burnout, Jimmy? Okay, another way to avoid burnout is don't, don't beat yourself up when you're not motivated. If you don't feel motivated, that's okay. You don't have to be motivated 100% of the time. Let yourself have those negative emotions, those feelings, work through them, get to the state where you feel motivated again. 
but don't force yourself to get back in there and just start working because it's not then you're going to start to resent the work that you do it's not going to be fun anymore you're not going to like it that's something that i'm guilty for mm-hmm. like i get super down on myself when i feel like especially because when it seems like i have the time is when I, I like make an excuse not to do my work and so sometimes like and and because you like feel bad about it then you are even like less inclined to uh want to do the work because you're like associating it with this negative feeling and so it becomes this like giant circle that you're writing in and you have to like really just like be conscious of that so uh be okay with it when you don't want to do something you know be like well now is not the time like now i'm gonna do something else and you know like really just like be at ease with it be at peace it's cool you'll get to it another day and yeah yeah exactly do you have another possible way of avoiding burnout I, a good one, I think, for, to avoid burning out is to make a chart or, uh, in some kind of format, like, track your progress, because if you are able to, like, visually see it or, like, if you've written it down that you've done these specific things, then you're gonna feel like you're making progress. Like, if you have, like, uh, like a deadline that you have to meet for work and it's just like this like huge amount of stuff that you got to do like if you write down kind of a little in like bullet form like the things that you have to do to accomplish that then along the way when you can cross those things off like you're gonna notice that you're like you're working towards something and I think that's a great one so like because then you know like if you don't set a goal or like if you if you haven't like somehow tracked your progress for what you're doing then like you're not you're gonna feel like you're not getting where you want to be and so i think just like being able to acknowledge and recognize the work that you've done and the progress that you have made is a big one and it's just gonna like help with your motivation yeah i i know i really like to have just like a even a folded up piece of paper in my back pocket that has like a to-do list for the day or for the week and i just check them off as i go through and I know you'd spoken previously about having an app that you used to track the amount of time you um, spent on each different project. Oh, yeah. what uh, toggle? To- toggle Timer. Yeah. Yes, Toggle Timer. That's a great one. Uh, you basically, you have like different projects. Like I have one for the podcast and I basically just like, I have different things within uh, the podcast that like are like, I guess like sub folders different projects within that project yeah Yeah. and so like if we're recording like i set it like i just press start and it's for people who like work with different clients uh and so you can basically like track the amount of time that you've spent on that each week if i'm editing then i like start the timer and then when i'm done editing i stop the timer and and then over a month it shows me how much time I've spent on that. And then that just makes me like, it's like at that point it's viable and it's recognizable. And I don't feel like I'm just like doing stuff for the point of doing it. Like, but I feel like I've actually made progress. Mm -hmm. So yes, that is a great one. Yeah. If you need some way of tracking your progress, toggle timer. It's a great one. There's a, I think there's a website version of it as a website version of it as well. 
uh i find that the the app version on my iphone like isn't as good and it like it kind of has a couple little weird bugs that i'm not a fan of uh so there is a web version of it there's a free version for like basic needs which is what i use uh there is also like you paid subscription versions of it as well i think if you are uh, if you run a business and you need to like keep track of uh, the amount of time that you're working on stuff for clients and whatnot, uh, that's a good one. So yeah, you should check that out. Yeah, shout out to Bam. Toggle Timer. <laughs> we are we do not get paid not at all. to talk about that app. <laughs> um, I think what goes along really well with that actually is breaking up the projects that you're doing into smaller pieces. So saying, okay, I need to get this intro for this podcast done. I need to have that done. Now I need to do this this first topic, second topic, what tickles your fancy. So that's what we have. We have everything broken down in a way that kind of works for us so we know where we are while recording. And we also have, during the week, we have everything broken up so we know what needs to be done for what day and when it needs to be done. So we just kind of break things down and we know which parts need to get finished. And that's, that's what kind of works for us. So breaking things down kind of makes it easier so that you don't, you're not overwhelmed with the amount of work. Because if I told you that we have three blog posts um, and podcasts that go out every week and you had to do them all right now, it would be a little overwhelming. But if I told you that you can do them over the course of a week or even over a course of two if you want, like it, it's a lot easier to have those things done. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it just gives you a way of like charting everything and like, you know, setting time aside for each task rather than just like having this like overshadowing, looming, giant body of work that you have to try and work through in the next couple days. I think another good way of avoiding burnout is to take like take micro breaks mm. i think a big one is to like uh a change of scene is like very important because if you like if you work in an office and you work eight hours a day and you're sitting at a desk go for a walk on your break or whatever because like that fresh air just that change of scene is like gonna give your brain a break and it's gonna like feel rejuvenated uh just from like literally i think it's from like literally just like taking in different data mm -hmm. you know just visually seeing different things it's like a new form of stimulation that day um yeah it's just like energy for your brain because uh, i think if you're like looking at the same thing and sitting in the same spot and staring at the same walls for eight hours a day like it's just gonna feel very monotonous and you're gonna get like i i feel like i would get burned out oh definitely i know i know when i work in like I've worked in some studios and some studios have no windows. I go crazy because then you walk outside after like four hours and it's just so bright. And then you're like, oh, and I, like you're just kind of like disoriented and you don't know what time it is. And it's super weird and unsettling. And so I specifically like windows. Uh, one of the first things I do when I wake up in the day is open all my blinds and turn on all the lights in my house because I just like have this need and so i think a change of scene is important once in a while you know like go for a little walk go for a little like 
I mean, if even if it's like in the middle of your work shift or something, go for a quick walk around the office or uh, outside around the block quickly, you know, do what you got to do just to kind of change it up. And if you do that once in a while, it's something I implement a lot mm-hmm. as uh, when I'm doing studio work is just because we take ear breaks because yeah. your ears become like numb to the frequencies after a while. I literally just like I get up and I go walk around and I'll like walk outside for five minutes and then I come back. You know, it just gives my like brain time to readjust and to the uh, to the natural world. Fair enough. And I would also I would yeah. also just suggest that if you are doing a walk every day, maybe don't do the same walk every day because then that walk will become monotonous and it's in a sense as well. Maybe try and yeah. change it up a little bit here and there. Maybe each week change it up or every other day, something like that. Yeah, it's important to let your mind wander. And if you're doing the same path every day, then your brain will stop to think about like your brain won't have to think about it because it it's like driving. Like when you drive the same route to work every day, like you don't really have to think about it because you're so used to driving and you're and you like your brain knows the route to get to work. Try driving a different route to work, even if it's like maybe not the most efficient way. I mean, obviously, like, if you have to drive on, like, a highway or something and you're, like, you don't want to drive through, like, random little towns because it's going to add, like, a significant amount of time. But if there's, like, a little detour, which is maybe, like, an extra couple blocks or whatever, like, try that. Like, that can always be refreshing because that way your brain is not just, like, on autopilot. Like, you actually kind of have to think about the turns that you're taking and the routes that you're taking. And you can apply that same practice to your walks is because like just try walking a different way it like it just activates your brain in a different way yeah it gets those gets different neurons firing it's not always just the same ones yeah totally okay another one we've we've got lots so another way you can help help yourself to avoid downtime is writing yourself fan mail send yourself some love i mean that one that one's not always something that people feel comfortable with. But I think writing down how you feel about your own work is good. Telling yourself that you've done a good job. It's those positive affirmations, being positive about the things that you need to do. So I think it's a really good way to do it. Dude, I I love that shit. Like I'm huge on that one because I have never written myself fan mail per se, Mm -hmm. but like, I use my morning pages for that exact purpose. I use the time in the morning to like just get my thoughts out of the way. And it's like if I have anything negative to say, I get it there. And then it's like I don't really have this desire to express these negative thoughts and ideas because I've already done it. Mm. And then a lot of the times you'll end up saying things. You'll just end up with those like words of affirmation. And I feel really good about this and i'm excited for that writing like i don't know like a journal man like if seriously like i i can't express like how helpful a journal has been to me just writing it every morning and it's a place to put your negative thoughts and then you get it out of the way and you feel so much lighter about your day so yes write yourself fan mail practice telling yourself positive things like i am good like i am strong i am beautiful i can do this i can do these things you know those that is a great practice to get in because it just like makes you feel good about yourself and it's like 
encouraging and then try writing in a journal and like and because it just helps you it's a place to write out those negative things and get them out of the way so you don't have to deal with them for the rest of the day yeah definitely and i think along those same lines is when you get to like perfectionism and that's where a lot of people find they they struggle with what with creating more because they want it to be perfect and i find perfectionism it sounds like a very positive thing where you want everything to be perfect you want it to be just this way so it sounds positive that you know what you want and you want and you know how you want it to be but in actuality i find it's a very negative thing because the whole time all you're thinking about is here's what's wrong with this and here's why it's not the way i want it so part of that is stop being a perfectionist satisfy your workload commitments first and sacrifice that perfection i mean don't don't sit there and just like do half half effort all day do your best but when your best isn't perfect don't beat yourself up about it don't don't have those negative thoughts saying that oh you could have done this better you can't hand this in when this is the best you can do if you can do it better you should do it better but if your best effort wasn't perfect it's not a problem no i i totally agree with you and getting back again to my journal rant because (laughs) i think everybody knows how much of an advocate i am for this stuff because i've said it not just on this podcast but many a many in the past is again like it's that like the journal is the perfect place to practice that is because you just you you end up with like you end up not having to think about what you're writing and streamline thought and it's like you you become comfortable with not having to be perfect you become comfortable with writing things out and that's and just leaving it as it is because like for me like i don't go back i don't read what I've written in the past, like, there's just no need. All it is is to, like, get it out and, like, being comfortable with what I'm writing. That's all it is. And so it, like, creates this, like, comfortability with not having to be perfect. I think that's, I think that is the essence of how you avoid burnout. Like, everything we've just said there, like, that's, in, from my eyes, that's all you can do. You gotta just, work to be more positive kind of like allow yourself to have to have those negative thoughts and and those negative feelings about yourself but don't internalize them like think about them and say okay i'm not motivated why am i not motivated what's going on in my life and kind of work through it and and give yourself give yourself a little bit of slack we are all we're all our own worst critic madness how much we can all get in our own heads sometimes yeah I know I've, you get super down on yourself. I know I've seen like other people's work and I'm like, man, that's amazing. Then I do something and I'm like, oh, this is awful. And then other people come up and they're like, oh, that's great. They're like, too bad I can't do that. But I look at theirs and it seems like it's a lot better. It's that grass is always greener on the other side. Theirs is better because it's not mine kind of thing. One more quick one. Yes. Uh, a Sabbath day. Sabbath day. Don't work seven days a week. Mm. Yes. Like take take that day and 
I know that sometimes it's not always practical because people have families and people have lives and people have stuff they got to do. But even if you're not working on that day, like do something fun on that day. Mm -hmm. Take some time that day to like just do something for yourself. You know, I understand that it's like weekends and maybe kids have soccer games or, you know, you've got to go grocery shopping for the week and do some meal prep or whatever it might be. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. You, you don't have to take it like, you know, if you are a man of God and have faith, you can, you know, it's quote unquote, like that's what God called it was the Sabbath day. Um, just the practice is the same nonetheless, whether or not you believe in that. Yeah. So uh, just take that time for yourself because, you know, it even says God rested on the seventh day. <laughs> so, so should you because we're only man. So I just realized we don't actually have a third topic for this podcast today. So what I want to do is I want to try and call everyone here. Send us some topics. Send us some, like our third topic is like a fan question or or a topic that a fan wants us to talk about. Stuff like that. So if you do have a topic or a question or anything like that, give us a shout. Roots of Life Podcast at gmail.com. And we are also looking for more artists to recognize as amazing people. So if you've got some great art, something cool to share, send it our way. We'll shout it out to the world for you. I couldn't have said it better myself. Aw, thanks. <laughs> Killed it. Love it. All right. Taylor, can you introduce the amazing man that we have as our artist of the week? Yes, absolutely. I would love to. Now... Before I do, I mean, okay, our artist of the week is my, like, one of my best friends. He's been, like, my brother my whole life. Like, I mean, I've literally known him longer than my, like, brother, you know? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, John Sketchley is a good friend of mine, and some of you may or may not know him. And he is a fantastic artist. He's an illustrator. He's does a little bit of everything. Now, I wanted to make John, I wanted to recognize him this week on the Roots of Life podcast because I saw John yesterday for the first time in six months. I picked him up at YVR and I saw him for about an hour, maybe two, and I couldn't have been happier to reconnect with uh, someone that... I have a connection with John that I don't have with anybody else. Like we've been essentially best friends since we were about four years old. You know, we've just like never really grown apart. And as we have both grown in different directions, we like still have this like very tight bond, you know, like a lot of John is in me. Like I wouldn't be who I am today without that man. And I'm very grateful for him. So he is, he, he was here for, like, no more than an hour. And then, like, he's in Merit already, and he's doing Vipassana, uh, which I think now would also be a good time to let everybody know that I will be gone for two weeks in May. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy will be doing uh, a podcast himself, or he might have a guest on to do it with him. Uh, I will be absent for one maybe two podcasts mm -hmm. so 
just so you can all expect that, because I am going to Vipassana myself in May, uh, which is something that John did in the past, and he has decided to do again, and it is strictly because of his influence that I decided to go. And so, John, fantastic person. I love him to death. He's a brother, and I want to share his art. Now, I have a song, actually, that I produced for John uh, probably, it was maybe about two years ago, and I had just started, like, when I first got kind of into music production. Um, so I will actually play that at the end of this episode. I totally and forgot about that. I love yes, it. Yes, I did too, I honestly, it. till now. I did not even anticipate that it's just coming to my head and i figure why not and then we will also be posting a lot of his uh illustrative works on instagram on the roots of life podcast handle so you can keep an eye out for that on instagram yeah i really love his art actually every time i go to your house because you have it all over your walls I love yeah. going to your house and just seeing it. I, I stare at the stare at his pictures all the time, just like try and see what they are and what they mean. And they, they're beautiful. They actually like evoke a lot of emotion and thinking. Yeah, it's super. Uh, yeah, I love it. Um, I really want to have John on the podcast, yeah. and I I know that he is like very into the idea. Like he is excited about it. Cause I mentioned it again, kind of like as he was on his way out the door and he is stopping back in Vancouver in, uh, I guess about 10, 11 days. And so we can figure it out. And I don't want to tell everybody, a, like I've talked about him a, quite a bit, uh, in previous episodes and in this one, I guess, but, um, yeah, I've got a lot of John's art around my house because, as I said, he went traveling for six months and he needed somewhere to keep a lot of his stuff. And so John is practicing a minimalist lifestyle. And so for you, those of you who don't know what that is, you can go read about it. And I don't want to get into it too much because I want to talk to him about mm -hmm. it. And I want to talk to him on the podcast about it because it's such a cool idea. And I, uh, I'm, I'm just really excited to have him on and have uh, him tell his views and his experiences with everybody. So I'm excited for that. If That'd be an amazing podcast to do. I'm great. That'd yeah, be great. It, it, it is, and it will be. So I'm really excited for it. So you can all keep your ears out for that. We will keep everybody updated as the time goes on with what our plans are and when we're all going to, uh, when we're going to figure that out and when we'll be able to get him on and what date that episode will be going live. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I honestly can't remember the name of the song, so I can't yeah. tell it to you. There's no, there's no, pardon me, uh, there's no social media handles. John is pretty uh, offline, I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you put that quote. Uh, he doesn't have, um, like, a public, really, Facebook profile. Uh, he keeps it pretty discreet. He doesn't have Instagram or any other social media handles. So there's no need to go looking anywhere. Um, you can uh, just listen to the song at the end of the podcast mm -hmm. if you like. And we'll be sharing a bunch of his art over the following week with on the Roots of Life podcast handle yeah. on Instagram. I'm excited to actually share that. I'll, I'll try and share as much as I can for the week. I know I try and do like a few three to four or so um artist posts 
just prom- promote the artists, get them out as much as possible, and not overload everybody with posts about people. But I think I'm going to post a lot of his art as much as possible because it's, it's amazing. There's a lot it's, of it. It, it. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for joining us on episode 19 of the Roots of Life podcast. If anybody is feeling burned out and you need some uh, motivation or words of encouragement, feel free to reach out to us at rootsoflifepodcast.com. You can also find all of our other work at rootsoflifepodcast.com. There's episode notes. There's creative blogs. There's... um, you know, I've written some things up there. You can listen to all the podcasts on there. Uh, feel free to reach out to us in any way, shape, or form. We are here for you. Until next time. Stay weird. From the Try and stop the high end offer, the plant doctor. Ayahuasca, the downloadable slung guy in software, guy in software Healing all the silent islands that lay inside the minds of silent All the pain under the eyelids, just don't forget that you're the pilot I am the author of my ayahuasca, I am the pilot, I am the potter I paint and I solder, my mind is the water, the wave that I fathered Machine welded snakeskin, a dream held near naked It's ripe for the taking, it's ripe for the taking Plug in and drink up, plug in and drink up, plug in and drink up, plug in and drink up. Click all the updates and copy your heart rate. Click all the updates and copy your heart rate. Ayahuasca, Brian's offer, let to move through you and prosper. Yes, it's mystical like the flying saucer. Guy and mother, morphing other, the self-reflection of our fathers. Fused in a few line of helical timeline, climb the ladder where the snakes have gathered, twisting up the DNA stature. I climb the pathway to God, is pulsing, breathing, purging out sound, vibrating in the Icaros my eyes have found. The shaman is thrusting the infinite bound, I can actually see the sound. The shaman is thrusting the infinite bounded incident that we call existence. I am the author of my ayahuasca, I am the pilot, I am the potter, I paint and I solder, my mind is the water, the waves that I father. Machine welded snakeskin, a dream held near naked. It's ripe for the taking, it's ripe for the taking. Go ahead and take go ahead and take it. Plug in and drink up, plug in and drink up. Plug in and drink up, click all the updates, sync up to your heart rate. Click all the updates, sync up to the heart rate. Sync.